0: Hey, everybody, and welcome to Integrity Radio. This will be a continuation of how to tell if you're being intellectually dishonest. Part two. And since you're an anchor user, this will be particularly easy to catch. If you find that after your ideas are contested, that you need to post a private call-in to the person that is contesting your ideas, You're probably being intellectually dishonest. Now, I have a question for you. How do you prefer to be told that you're wrong? Me, I just like a point blank, no, you're wrong. But, you know, I know I'm I'm not everybody. You know, when I try to correct someone, typically I try to preface that with observations of how smart they are and i'm not placating here i mean i'm i don't feel that i'm a all that highly intelligent person i just think i have a lot of common sense that came with years and experience so you know typically i find most people are smarter than me but i do have a boatload of common sense and a pretty good grasp of logic and reason and this comes in handy for my smart friends who have extraordinary capabilities of abstraction. I asked my wife about this and she says that a lot of people probably have never been told that they're wrong. And here's the thing, just because I say that you're wrong doesn't actually mean that you're wrong. Okay, if somebody were to tell me that I were wrong and they were incorrect in that assumption... I would return the favor and explain to them how they were wrong. Pretty simple. I mean, every day I wake up and try to correct my line of thinking. You know, I I hear this a lot and I think I have a retort for it. The common logic is anyone that tells you that any one way is the way is not worth listening to. Of course, if you think about that statement, it's absurd. Of course, there are ways to do things. The reason why that resonates with us, though, is because it's very close to reality. And the reality is this. Anyone that walks around thinking that they are always correct and infallible, now that is someone you have to be careful about listening to. Now, of course, I don't have all the answers. However, on this platform, I haven't heard any questions that are beyond my limit of intellect. So in the words of the fighter Nick Diaz, don't be scared, homie. Okay, I think I'm seeing a trend here. Yes. Yeah, and that is that every time I prove someone is wrong, uh, they then private message me.
1: Yes. Well, that's so they can have the last word. Yeah.
0: I I like what you said. It's a, a power play, right?
1: Yeah, it, it's silly. If you're having a public discussion, then you, you have a public discussion. It. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How's, how's anyone else going to chime in, or how's anyone else going to benefit from the discussion right. if it's private?
0: Yeah. And, I mean, that's
1: the point of Anchor, right? Is for everyone, all the listeners, to benefit from the discussion.
0: Exactly. Yeah, this has been really upsetting. I mean, first, uh, Patrick from The Great Everything did this to me. And then um, Reesh and uh, the other guy, Debunked, uh, from Medicine Remix, they did that to me. And now, uh, The Seeking Plum. Uh, has done this, and it's not cool.
1: No, it's not cool, and it's it's a it's a symptom, much a symptom of the much uh, larger society.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's well, just...
1: and and one of them is always having to put on a good face in public. Like you have to be whatever your persona is that you've created for yourself, and it, most of the time it really isn't you. You have to constantly display that person in public and that that, that's not good for anybody that is what's wrong with social media that's you know there's there's plenty of articles out there about that that's that's what's going wrong with social media
0: yeah now I mean I think there's probably one exception for private messaging and that is if you're going to work with somebody And you need to communicate. And you're creating
1: a segment. Yeah, you're creating a segment. you have that person's phone number? I mean, why are you using Anchor to communicate?
0: I mean, you you know, if I were to do a segment with, like, let's say Patrick from We Live on a Planet, um, we we don't know each other's number, but yet we might want to private message each other to vet the questions and, you know, and stuff like that and to organize. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I guess, yeah. That would be the only time I would, like, you know, mark something private. So I think to combat this, I'm going to say this, and I may have to reiterate this often. Um, I'm not going to make private calls private anymore. So don't private message me. Don't expect your call-ins to remain private because I will not do this anymore. Uh, It was sort of a three strikes you're out. After Seeking Plum did that, that's it. I'm not. Doing it, so I'm not going to post anybody's private message. But from this point on, if you send me a private message, I will post it again. It's not fair to me, and it's definitely not fair to our listeners. And you know, like I said in the previous segment, if you didn't hear the previous segment, swipe back. Um, none of us are perfect. None of us are correct all the time. And we really do have to be willing to accept correction. It's
1: important for for everybody, not just yourself. It's important for everyone to see other people also accepting correction. Because to think that you have to be perfect or pretend, because you are pretending, pretend like you're perfect all the time. Because no one is perfect. It's it's, It's... it's a serious problem. It's bad for young children. It's bad to see that, you know, it's bad for everyone.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think we're losing out on our humanity here. I mean, if we can't talk to each other and say, Hey, you're wrong. And Hey, you're wrong. And uh, no, you're wrong about me being wrong. And then offer facts, right? Offer proof. This is an important part of the whole element, right?
1: Yes. That is a whole other side of it too. The, the, the uh, Well, I'm right, and I don't have to prove it, but i am it's okay. I can just say I'm right. But that, uh,
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, and then be intelligent enough to prove it, or intelligent enough to understand
1: proof. And that doesn't mean... It, that <laughs> means a learned intelligence. Yes. It, that is something that also we're losing out on. People aren't learning how to debate. Yeah. Because you haven't needed to.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I... I continue and will always accept um, correction on my approach of how I communicate with people because I think we can all be better communicators. Um, so I hope to have more of that. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
0: Thanks for listening. Integrity.
2: Hi there, good morning. This is Dr. Getahead Space from the WellBeings podcast. Just wanted to thank you so much, Integrity Radio, for echoing. Um the episode uh from my father, dr ossiter Godfrey Agbim, on taking an interest in the world around you um really really appreciate you um broadcasting that um it's helped just sort of um engage more people um in the topic matter um I've also just had a listen to um your Your episode where you also speak about paradigm shifts and um, disingenuity. Um, I feel like I'm not saying that right, (laughs) but I don't have time to, uh, you know, do it over.
0: (laughs) Motivational speakers are like prostitutes. And what I'm trying to say here is that they have a lot in common, both the profession and their clients. You see, being motivated by someone is... uh, There's nothing wrong with that. It's a beautiful thing to be motivated by someone or even something. You know, it's like sex. I mean, there's nothing wrong with sex. It's just that uh, some people go out and seek sex from people that well that's all they do that's that's it and so physically you may still be gratified now I'm going to use this word <laughs> very carefully but spiritually speaking I'm quite sure you don't walk away with the same gratification you know emotionally speaking mentally speaking probably not going to be as gratifying as actually finding someone out there that you truly have something in common with and connect and have more than just sex in common. I'm sure that is immensely more gratifying. Now, I've never used the services of a prostitute, so I have to admit of speaking somewhat out of ignorance. So... Being motivated by people whose job it is to motivate you is a lot like having sex with someone whose job it is to have sex with you. There's nothing wrong with sex. It's just a matter of where you're getting it from.
3: Hey, Integrity Radio. It's me, Azzy, from the Late Night Talk show. And I just want to chime in on the part where, you know, uh, people are PMing and they... And have discussion they're afraid when they're when they are told they're wrong they feel vulnerable right i mean it's it's a part of human nature you know people are like oh damn like i, I messed up like and you have such a good point where people you know are afraid to look like they're wrong right I mean, at the end of the day it's what makes us genuine and it leaves that room open for discussion and open ideas which i think is so important when it comes to uh, a public platform like anchor because what do we go on anchor to do we just listen to music we listen to talk shows but we come here really to learn and experience right at the end of the day we don't want to listen to a bunch of right talking robots like oh, "This is the facts.
4: today we want to further our conversation about addiction and recovery specifically looking at the labels that we use. In the spirit of my previous conversation about transformative learning, tips including operating from beginner's mind as well as uh, operating from the perspective of an active mentor as opposed to being just a passive learner, here goes. I read this last week that the effects of alcohol are experienced in our bodies, experienced biologically, for as long as ethanol remains in our body. So ethanol is, is the toxin that our bodies have to metabolize. In fact, it's the liver that does the metabolizing. Liver is the organ in our body that eliminates and processes toxins or poisons. So that's the main job of the liver. And it uh, is employed full time to process and metabolize ethanol until it moves out of our system. In fact, as long as ethanol is in our system yet to be metabolized, we are, in fact, intoxicated. Well, I read this, and I'm sure I've read something like this a handful of times, but it's the first time that it ever occurred to me the word intoxicated in the context of talking about the liver ethanol and the processing of toxins. I never have thought about it, that toxin is at the heart of the word intoxicate. Now I want to introduce topics for reflection. <laughs> that is when I read when I read something like that, I do. I just sit and I ponder and I go, My lord, I've never thought of it that way before. So it set me on a path, and this is the way it went. I thought Beside the word intoxicated, what are other words that I or we use in, in uh, reflection of somebody who's, who's had too much to drink or has taken drugs? And I actually went online and found a site that has listed hundreds of these terms. I've picked a few highlights. <laughs> these are all synonyms for intoxicated. Wasted. Destroyed. Fried. Obliterated. Hammered smashed, wrecked, and on and on the list goes. Then I began to wonder, how do such culturally acceptable terms, how do those impact then my view or our view of substance use and abuse, addiction? Um, Literally, our taking in toxins. I honestly have never thought of the word intoxicate referencing taking in poisons. And in fact, that is the root. And these other terms, being hammered, being smashed, being murdered, being obliterated, those would all seem to point in the direction of uh, of, uh, something's going on that may not be the best thing for the body, Uh, else we wouldn't pick those terms. But it's interesting, the emotional response. I laugh when I hear those terms. Uh, In fact, in some circles, those are a badge of honor. Uh, If somebody shares with me that they got smashed last night, I'm more inclined, probably, to ask them, well, how'd it go or how are you feeling? And we kind of laugh about it, kid about it. So it led me to question my own response and my own using these terms. Um, First of all, if I'm with somebody who uh, is presently or has recently been intoxicated, let's say they're hungover, and we laugh about it, is it possible that I'm even enabling that? There's no no question of the behavior. Um, As long as I use these terms, I'm giving kind of formal sanction to whatever it is that led to their intoxicated state. And how about if it's me that is the addict or the one that's been intoxicated? Wouldn't it follow that using these terms, because they're light, they're euphemisms, that, that they would support maybe my own denial of my own self-reflection on what it is that led me to be intoxicated? I'll finish up by, uh, by the way, there's no answers to this. I'm just putting these out as questions. I recently had opportunity to read uh, in Asia, there are five uh, ethical pre- uh, precepts I kind of think of them as corollaries to the Ten Commandments in the Judeo Christian heritage. And the fifth of these precepts, which was actually picked as the fifth because it's the most important, it's kind of presumed, is to refrain from the ingestion of intoxicants. If we think about it in terms of poison, and that's really how uh, what I was reading was talking about it, why would we grant blessing to taking in poison if? In in this tradition, as in the Judeo-Christian tradition, our goal is spiritual well-being. I'll leave us with that. Thank you.
0: I was just over at the Chad Sifu's station, and uh, he's got some really great segments up. So uh, go check those out. So for this past week, I've really been talking about euphemisms and the dangers of euphemisms you know i just listened to gary v talk i think it might have taken up about a half hour of my time at the end of his talk essentially it was just do it a, a fucking nike commercial do you believe it just do it oh man You imagine, I mean, time is so precious and we really need to exponentiate the speed at which we do things these days, right? It's just undeniable. We got to get moving. And so to get this valuable information, that's valuable information, but to take a half hour to give it, which is simply just do it, get off your ass and do it. Stop trying to be motivated to do it and get up and start doing the work that it's going to take because there's a lot of work that it's going to take to get anything accomplished of any worth. So Gary V., um, you took up a half hour of my time and the information at the end was just do it. Is there any way I can get about, about 29 of those minutes back? or 29 and 45 seconds of that back, please. I mean, just do it. That's so 1980s. So yeah, I'll listen to more. And, uh, you know, I love to be wrong. I love to be wrong because when I'm right, then I am obligated to communicate and to do my best to educate or at the very least expose myself to be proven wrong. I'm using that word. Uh, Yeah, see, I got it. I have to stop doing that. That would be anti-communicative. <laughs> yes, communicating. It's a hard thing with us humans. It's tone, right? I've got to make you laugh. Or at least I got to make myself laugh. Can't take ourselves too serious. So on that, I wonder if there are any euphemisms for the word euphemism.
5: Distancing of ourselves from truth and reality through language as a very telling thing.
6: Hey, Patrick and Z, 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 Z. To say that one is the repackaging of the other, and that that is intellectually disingenuous, I don't think is quite accurate.
5: Euphemistic language is a better And the way we rename everything to make ourselves feel better, to make other people feel better, to take the sting out of something, to take the curse off of something.
6: When they've done brain scans of people who have done mindfulness, they found that they had more gray matter in the frontal cortex, which is associated with working memory and executive decision making.
5: It says a lot about how we try to insulate ourselves from things that need fixing.
6: So to take the next step, yeah, mindfulness can help us in learning. It changes physically the brain.
5: The distancing of ourselves from truth and reality through language is a very telling thing.
6: My understanding of what situational awareness is It does not do that, and as far as I understand, there haven't been studies to prove that it does that.
5: It feels terribly fake and artificial. Ugly, uh, unpleasant, unattractive. The distancing of ourselves from truth and reality through language is a very telling thing.
7: I really like what you, uh, you and C do together with your duet that I heard last night on his station and then I just heard on yours. I love that. I love how spacey it is. I just love the feel of it. It's, it's groovy. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Thanks again. I really do appreciate it. Peace.
1: Hey Patrick, thanks for the call-in. And you, know, you don't have to be a woman to call into my station. I'd, I'd love to have you call in and you know tell me some stories of when you were a kid. Uh, tell me about your mom, tell me about your wife, tell me about your daughters. Who, these, who are these women in your life that you love? love to hear about it and yeah the, the music that Z and I do it's, it's so much fun and Z you know he's been doing music his whole life and I have uh, I've done music off and on but mostly um, off and but recently you know I've been learning to play the guitar and uh, right now I'm taking some college classes in music theory so I'm trying to get back into music and maybe head that direction more as I hopefully can retire early we'll see but thanks for the call-in
6: and love you, Station, and yeah, give me another call-in. Hey, it's Atiyah. Yes, you did pronounce it correctly. Um, my story, why I create the entrepreneur, is really to inspire other uh, other entrepreneurs Then, okay, like, I'm in the situation right now where, you know, to get to my dream of being an like, accomplished writer in a sense, is, is it's It's difficult, right? When you're trying to build like a business or, or something like that, it's very difficult. And when you actually listen to other people's stories about their struggles and their challenges, and what they did, and how they've made it out, it kind of inspires you. It pushes you to, to um, go another day, to do that thing that is difficult. So ultimately, that's one part of our travel, and the other part I'll, I'll explain to you in another comment. So the other part of my story is, like when I interview people, I'm giving light to their business, to their story. and. Bring their stories to life, and like, in a sense, giving them attention. And that's what I, I just like to do. And I like to showcase people, other people's um, skills, talents, and uh, and it opens doors for for myself. And like, the job that I've gotten, the opportunities that I've gotten, are all are all kind of from the people that I, I interview. And and maybe that's like how the world works. You know, you do something good for people and they in return do good to you. I don't uh, specifically do good to expect something in return, but. That's just how it is, and I really love um, giving people
7: the attention. As I realized, and I went on the internet and I saw one of uh, his YouTube things, and you guys doing Wing Chun together or Tai Chi. I'm not, I, I'm not real uh, learned on that, so I, I probably miss, miss speaking of what that is but music theory, that's cool that you're doing that. I took uh, drums in middle school, but I never put in the time to learn how to read music, and so I just kind of fluffed my way through it, and then the music teacher one day said, you're not learning how to read this, you? and I was like, no, he's like, what are you doing this for? i like, I just wanted to play drums because I thought it'd make me it look cool. So, I'm not musically inclined, really, but um, I think that it's, I have a lot of friends who are, i find it fascinating, so, oh, I'm running out of time, but I definitely will call back because I want to talk to you about my, my, my girls. Take care, peace. Ronnie, hi, I just
4: wanted to call and say thank you so much.
6: This. That's not your normal 9 to 5 uh, hourly job, you know? You can start easily at 8 and end maybe 10pm. But here's the thing, if you love what you're doing, that's a I've worked in multiple startup companies and the truth is that after my first startup company, I can't fit in a normal corporate um, setting because... The atmosphere is different, you crave different things, the things that satisfy you, it's really different and you don't feel as challenged as working in a very fast paced startup company. Of course, there are pros and cons when working for a startup company. Pros is that you get to be the founding team. You get to be the first few people working there and when that company... If that company becomes successful, you can tell people like, Hey, I grew that company. But the cons are that not a lot of businesses succeed. Most businesses fail in the first year, in the first month. So it's very hard. It's difficult. Sometimes you'll feel lonely, right? In a startup company, there can only be three people that you see every single day.
8: yeah man i I found those, and I thought you might you might like those that one kid um that cosmic skeptic kid has some good content on YouTube, but um yeah, and it has been going super swell in fact, you know, I was out at macaha was it yesterday? I was out at macaha yesterday morning, and it was like. They're like eight foot Hawaiian sets coming in, man. And I was on my five seven fishtail thruster. And uh man, I got worked pretty good. I mean I caught some good size waves, maybe not the eight and the freak ten footers coming through, but I got some of them six footers for sure. Maybe a seven. But yeah, it has been going super swell. Hopefully super swell for you too. Alright, ping ping poop.
5: The Integrity Radio, Nick Diaz of Knots here with a subreddit recommendation for you. Actually, two for you. One's a little more specific. For your Sifus.com, there is a subreddit specifically for Wing Chun. Go to reddit.com slash r slash Wing and I recommend you make a post about your website and or maybe an episode from your anchor um that deals with wing chung and post it there i've gotten amazing amazing success from posting on reddit and i hope to do the same i hope you get the same the other one would be reddit.com slash r slash podcasts the just the general podcasts so that's one way that you can boost your listeners nick diaz of knots out
0: nick diaz of knots why would i need any more listeners i got you and uh, let us know if you're going to post that interview that we did a week or two ago. I don't know how long ago it was. but Yeah, let us know if you're going to post it or not. But hey, I appreciate that bit of information. Uh, you heard it, guys. If you're looking to promote your uh, stuff and you need more listeners, then uh, Nick Diaz of Knots just gave you some uh, some dates. Gave you some intel. Alright, we're looking forward to hearing from you. See ya. here interviewing Terrence. You just heard Terrence uh, perform. Sing bass. Sing bass. You were singing uh, bass she in that particular choir, right? Terrence, how was that experience? Experience? What
8: was it like? It was pretty interesting.
0: Pretty interesting? Yeah. Yeah. You, uh, you were prominently displayed uh, right there on the left uh, yeah, hand side was... up on the top shelf there. Yeah. <laughs> Is that sort of like an alcohol or sort of like a top shelf kind of a top shelf kind of kind of bass yeah. singer kind of guy. And uh I'm like a top shelf. Uh, we also have Rob. Rob was uh blowing some sax for the jazz band. Uh could you tell us a little about that experience?
5: Um, it was pretty fun.
0: Pretty fun. <laughs> now, be honest. Was it more pretty or fun? Um, pretty. It was more pretty than fun? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Well, there you have it. Ask Joe Fr- your favorite song. What was your favorite song, uh, uh, Rob? Frozen. Prison? No, Frozen. Frozen. I didn't you sung that song. You sung on Frozen? Yeah, I sung yeah. What was the favorite song that you played tonight?
9: Uh,
4: frozen.
1: Frozen.
0: what <laughs> we just said. Hold on. Oh, you sung on Frozen? Yeah. Oh, but well, you weren't out. You weren't in the. No. the I got you. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So... You know all the words to Frozen? No. So Not you, even close. So you, 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 you sung the more noticeable lyrics? I didn't
9: sing. I played sax to it. Oh, oh. I th-
0: I'm getting confused. I know you played sax to uh, it. You sung to it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm a little intoxicated from uh, the uh, cookies that I ate at the, uh, during intermission.
1: Yeah. And
0: lots of wheat I'm all messed up on wheat right now <laughs> Dad, old mouthful <laughs> Look at Obi. It's uh, Ed's birthday And Obie has his special hairdo going right now So um, uh, Since this is just audio I'll just say the word You should understand from that point Labradoodle.
1: <laughs> he's a little puffy.
0: <laughs> he's a little haircut. A little puffy. Puffied up. Uh, he's labradoodle he's right now.
1: he got the groomer now.
0: puff going. Looking a little doodly. <laughs> yeah, he's looking doodly. Alright, guys. Well, uh, good job tonight. Thanks, Bill T was unavailable for this interview, uh, but he he actually uh, I had to rinse off being all sweaty from swinging a sword around. Yeah, did a very nice around. sword dance. Yeah, did a very good sword dance. Good Bill T. Yeah. We got Bill T. We didn't think we we would catch you after your concert, but uh, luckily, you have time to tell us a little a little something about the concert experience?
3: Oh, uh, I'm running late. It's like five Oh, come minutes. on, Bill T. Not my next come on. concert.
0: Come on, running we're night. your biggest plan, uh, uh, fans. Uh. I almost said plans. We're, we're your biggest fans, Bill T. Give
3: us here. Two people ditched out on us.
0: Oh, is that why instead of the Star of David, you wound up with a pentagram or something?
3: A five-pointed star. <laughs> that's a pentagram, yes. Is, is that what? Yeah, you, you got the pentagram. Nice! <laughs> that's
9: okay,
1: because the first performance of the eating, evening was a pentagram performance. That great. was
0: great. By the mean? way, it was upside down, but they, oh, other than that, it was a uh, fine performance.
1: <laughs> I, I, I told the them it was pretty so impressive that. that they got the star together, and they did it under pressure up on stage.
0: Yeah, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Yeah, they yeah did, that was it. I, I, did uh, was that exhausting running around, jumping around like that? No, no,
9: we practiced a lot.
0: Oh, so you had good wind for it, Stamina. good yeah. cardio.
9: Like, uh,
0: all right, man. Well, uh, all right, guys, do what you gotta do, what I could do, and uh, good job.
5: Thanks,
0: Integrity
5: Radio. Nick Diaz, of am not here, buddy. This is. And this is not the only reason, but this is a big reason why you need Instagram. I tagged you, or at least tried to tag you. I included a picture of you and uh, sifus.com and all that stuff in the <clears throat> post that I did. But, dude, the episode was episode 86. So go back in my episodes, and it should be the, the fourth newest one. Nick Diaz and not out. So.